everybody, I am Jason Klaus, and I am the host of the Klaus at Heart podcast on Anchor.fm, and I am very excited to announce that on Friday night, June the 11th, beginning at 6 p.m., Klaus to the Heart Live on ONTV returns to the airwaves of Orion Neighborhood Television. You can watch the show live as it airs on OrionONTV.org or their Facebook page. Just look for OrionONTV. And of course, across their television and other internet platforms. On Klaus to the Heart Live, we will have special guests that will share their inspiring stories. And perhaps... We can all figure out a way to live a happier, more fulfilling life. So check it out. It returns this Friday, June the 11th, beginning at 6 p.m. exclusively on OrionONTV.org and on the Facebook page. Just look for OrionONTV. It's Klaus and Hart Live on ONTV. The following is a Klaus of the Heart presentation, rated M for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. Two longtime friends with a seemingly ignorant amount of free time. And uh, we are recording. I'm just going to hit the record button now. Have decided to start their own podcast. I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, it can only get better, right? <laughs> <coughs> Unique. This is their show. No format, no filter. My cup of tea, Mr. Burgett. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to call bullshit right out of the gate. Because... Jack Old Creation Podcast presents Jason Klaus and Jim Burgett. This is Tea Time. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Tea Time. Here is a part of the Jack Old Creations Podcasting Network. I'm Jason Klaus, and joining me is... Nobody this week. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, Jim was not was not able to record this week. Well, at least not in a in a in the designated time that we would need for the show to drop on on our regular Thursday morning um, time slot. But um, and I really didn't want to go, you know, such a short amount of time with not having some sort of new content up on on the tea time feed so i am going to do this one solo um just kind of putting something out there and uh hopefully uh jim will will be able to um you know we can get our ducks in a row as they say if 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 the diva can 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 clear some time out in his superstar schedule <laughs> Uh, may, hopefully we can get um, maybe something of a bonus content, a bonus episode this week, this weekend, I guess I should say. 
Um, so realizing that, you know, we were fate, we, we haven't done this show, um, yet to the point to where we can record several episodes and put them in the can for a rainy day, you know, for, for when we have a situation like this. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to do something. I, I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, you know, it's the show's tea time. It's, it's based solely on, you know, kind of, of, of the two man show format. You know, it's, it's, it's Jim and me, you know? Um, so now, you know, here we are, you know, literally at the 11th hour, and we're trying to figure out what what we're going to do here. And uh, so I think what what I'll do for the, for this particular episode is, I guess I, I I haven't really spent a lot of time, and um, you know, to really put the spotlight on Jim. You know, anybody who knows me on on a personal level knows, you know, how close he and I have have become. You know, he. He's one one of my go to guys, you know. And it, but it wasn't always like that, you know. It was it was a, a a very slow transition period to where I felt some sort of of comfort level to kind of let him in a little bit because when I first met Jim, he was part of um of an incoming faction of wrestlers who had worked in other promotions and the track record with quote unquote indie guys coming into the Michigan wrestling organization wasn't very favorable with the exception of of a very few few I mean very few handful if not less than um, but by and large, you know, any time a, a quote unquote indie worker came in, it just it it set a bad tone, and and it was an overall not the best experience, and it, nor did it nor did it provide a favorable atmosphere backstage. So you know, I it was on the recommendation of a roster member who had made their name on the indies prior to coming to the MWO. And even though they were still working other promotions, the MWO had become a priority for them. Uh, so it was on, on Kirk Chaos's recommendation and request that this group of guys would be able to come into the organization. And the way it was initially presented to me was, to more or less not knock off the ring rust, kind of get back in into show shape, and um, you know the feeling that I got and what I took away from it that they were only going to be here for a limited amount of time. Amount of time. Now this was the we're coming into the summer of two thousand eight. And the group that would become known as Revolution X uh, would make their way to the MWO. And right out of the gate, you know, there was Tommy Klein, there was Eric Copeland, there was Blackjack Haynes, and there was uh, X-Convict. And, 
you know, by and large, man, I I had no issues with any of them. They were very professional. They came in and they helped with setup and tear down and they they really got involved in in the entire dynamic of the organization and that was a stark contrast to what a lot of other workers had done or how they had presented themselves when coming to work a show or a, you know what a program in the organization um you know and as life happens it takes people in different directions and uh you know over while they established themselves as very much a dominant faction in the company i mean it would, it didn't take very long for them to make it clear to me that they were here to stay and they were very prominently featured and i mean like the the new heel faction, new faces that our longtime fans had never seen before. So there really was a legitimate sense of something of an invasion that, that was happening. And all of this was happening while we were running our regular shows. You know, Terry's Lounge was very much our home base. And man, oh man, not a more perfect venue for the program that we were going to lay out that would ultimately see this factional war between the MWO and Revolution X. Now, um, once we got past all of that, you know, slowly but surely the participation of some of, of Revolution X became... Um, reduced and eventually non-existent you know they left the company for you know personal responsibilities other opportunities what whatever the case may be but for the longest time there was there was eric copeland and next convict and they were you know a prominent tag team all kinds of success um held the tag team uh, titles went to wrestlerama 15 as champions um but then, you know, again, as 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 life would have it, ex-convict Jim would be the last man standing, you know, so so to speak, in, in terms of, you know, this faction that made a debut as one one group and Jim was the last one there. And it wasn't just his presence in a professional realm, you know, in the show as a talent, as a superstar. But, uh, you know, we got really close behind the scenes. You know, he and I have had a lot of, you know, we have a lot of the same interests. We grew, I mean, we're literally two weeks apart in, in age. And, um, you know, he, he, he also formed quite the strong bond with my brother Jeff and it just uh you know you 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 can tell you know who who's legit and who's not for for the lack of better term right because we all we all come come across people in our lives you know people that we genuinely care about and for one reason or the other, they reveal themselves to be, you know, the complete and polar opposite of 
what they what they portrayed themselves. Jim has always been what you see is what you get. And that's one of the things that I appreciate most about him. There is no bullshit with him. If if, if he doesn't like something, he's going to let you know. Now, he's not going to be obnoxious about it. He's going to be as professional and cordial as he possibly can. In fact, I I don't remember hardly any conversations that he came up to me just you know really upset over over creative for a, for a particular show. You know, and anything that he he didn't necessarily agree with, he was able to to present another idea, which which is crucial. If you don't like something, you don't like something. That's you know fine. But what what do you have in mind? And if you don't have anything in mind, you have nothing to pitch. Then the chances of getting that assignment changed in any way, shape, or form is not very good. With Jim. If he didn't like something, he always had a plan B and sometimes C. And that's that's important. And and I would imagine that by and large, we would have gone with one of his ideas. Now, during the time that he is becoming one of the marquee stars of the organization, um he's also becoming very much ingrained into you know our person you know mine and my brother's personal bubble you know and um it jim has always demonstrated a sense of loyalty and that that's one of his most enduring qualities i mean take i mean aside the fact that he's he's funnier than hell um, but I mean, it's his sense of loyalty to anything that is important to him that really, um, really spotlights who he is fundamentally as a person. Now I give Jim a lot of shit about the softball thing. I, I do. Um, I just, uh, you know, it, a lot of it is is just me messing with them, you know, because I know, I know how important that softball is to him. I mean, that's something that he has a legitimate passion for. And yeah, I, I make no bones about the fact that it would drive me nuts. Like during the the summer months, um you know we had to write him off the show in some way or in some way shape or form so that he could um focus on on softball and and his concern was is that he would get injured in a wrestling match and not be able to play softball now here's the ironic part you want to hear the ironic part here it is the irony is is that every time that that he gets hurt in you know other than a scraped knee or something like that, but like rolls an ankle or you know bends a toe backwards or messes his wrist up. You know when that happens during a fucking softball game. <laughs> I mean, what? 
what's the irony, you know? And uh, so I, I, any chance that I get to rub that in his face, I feel like it's almost my obligation as his friend to do that. Now, I don't do it nearly as, as, as often as I used to because when it first happened, <laughs> like the rest of that year when he came back to the MWO to work a full-time you know, sh- show schedule, Man, I drilled it every every single opportunity I got. Every, I mean, in any way, shape, or form. Just to be an asshole. Um, but I felt like that was my obligation because I know, sure shit, he would, he would do the same thing to me. Um, but, I mean, it's that kind of good-natured ribbing and, you know, teasing and things of that nature that has really... You know, it's taken our relationship from more from from being strictly professional, from promoter to talent, to you know we're buddies, you know, and, and I mean now he's he's practically a a part of my family. He's like an extended, um, an extension of of my family. You know, he's been around when both my kids were born. Carrie was pregnant with Austin when he came to the MWO when I first met him. So my kids have literally been around him their entire life. And uh, Austin and Jim have quite the unique bond. And it's very cool to just kind of sit back and, and watch them interact with one another. And for my son, it's the same kind, he has the same kind of demeanor, the same kind of presentation, the same type of just him that, you know, just his, the way he interacts, you know, he interacts with different people differently based on who they are. Austin and my brother had a very close, a very unique bond. And Austin had a completely different presentation whenever he had one-on-one time with Jeff than he did with anybody else. He adopts the, the similar mannerisms with his time with Jim that he did when he had his time with Jeff. And it's pretty remarkable. Um, and knowing how my kids are, the fact that they are as attached to Jim as they are speaks volumes on the whole dynamic of their relationship. And it's, it's, it's one of the things that warms my heart. It truly does. Now... The one thing that really solidified to me just just the fact that Jim is one of those people that I know without a shadow of a doubt that I, I could wholeheartedly trust with anything. Um, that became, I mean, I knew it beforehand, but it was on full display. Um 
with Jeff's passing. Because that fucked him up just as much as as anybody. And it was during that time that he and I saw each other in real time, face-to-face, at our absolute worst. Um, you know, we just, we handle, we handle grief differently. That's one of the fundamental differences that we have. Despite the fact that we're literally two weeks apart, despite the fact that we have, you know, the same, a lot of the same interests and things that we were into growing up and things of that nature, you know, to our core, we, we are different people. And, uh, you know, there were moments in, you know, the day of and in the wake of, you know, Jeff's passing that are ingrained in my brain. And they are part of the snapshots that I think back on when I think about that day. And, uh, because that Jim was, I mean, upon me calling him, I mean, he, he was, he was on scene with, with, with the quickness and, uh, you know, just, you know, the calling, the checking in, um, the surprise trips out here. Cause I mean, we live like an hour, hour and a half away from, from each other, you know, if not longer, you know. Um, you know, he just really goes to show what, uh, what, what a tremendous guy he is to, to his core. And, uh, I am, I, I know I am a better person because of Jim Burgett with, without question. And he has made, he has, in the past 13, 14 years or whatever, he is, um, he has been a constant. Now, if we can translate that kind of loyalty and, and dedication and attention to detail onto the show, Right here, we wouldn't have to go down these partly sappy, you know, stories of yesterday because he would be here, right? But he's a butthole and he's probably, if I had to take a guess at this hour as I'm recording this, um, I would imagine he's probably, um, Probably in bed, curled up, warm glass of milk on the nightstand. <laughs> uh, that's probably he's probably he's probably tweeting is what's going on. Uh well, be that as it may, you know, uh, Jim is Jim's a lot of things to a lot of people, and those um, those who have the opportunity to really you know, really get to know them, you know, they'll, they'll know just how, how good and decent of a person he is. 
you know, he's and always one one of the one of the hardest working people I know. And uh, you know, he he puts that on full display all the time. Always willing to help, looking to see what needs to be done, kind of you know, if he sees something that needs attention, he kind of takes a bull by the horns and, and and gets it done. You know, and a lot of people, he's he's gained a lot of people's respect for that. You know, there's not not a lot of um, confrontational backlash in, in in terms of like the MWO or something like that. If he sees something during setup that needs attention and nobody's doing anything. Well, he'll he'll gather the troops and 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 make it happen. You want you want people like that in your life. You want people like that in your inner circle because at your at your most vulnerable hour, your most vulnerable moment, um, you know you can, uh, you know, you're going to need people like that to just kind of allow you the opportunity to decompress. And Jim has more has has done that time and time again, personally and professionally. Um, you know, but with that, you know, comes a little bit of ego because this is also a guy that has to have his own dressing room, no matter what building we're running. He's got to have his own area. My lord, he he can't he but he for whatever reason, the dude just will not occupy a common or a shared locker room experience he's got he's he's got to have his his own area i don't even have my own area (laughs) you know what i mean i i you know i just it's crazy he's crazy he's crazy he's quirky he's he's a lot of things man but at the end of the day he's he's one of my most favorite people and um you know, I think as we continue along with this podcast and we really get a footing for, you know, how we're going to approach each and every week. Because, I mean, he and I will have conversations over the phone or or what have you. And we'll just have each other busting up. And it's like, man, why can't we? Why wasn't that recorded? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, as soon as we start recording, I'm like, you know, we we have our banter back and forth. And I'm... And I am very happy with with the shows up to this point, you know, but I still feel like there's that feeling out process. And I don't really feel like he has felt comfortable enough to just let it roll. You know what I mean? He's you can tell in in some regards he's still, you know, there's a significant guard up, but um, he's going to get there. And, and, and I, and then, and I will too, you know, we're, we're going to find our, we're going to get as close to real life as we possibly can. And, uh, pardon me. So, uh, hopefully, like I said, we can, uh, he and I can, can hook up sometime this weekend and, uh, record maybe a bonus show or try to try to get a few shows done and put them in the can so you know i i know his softball season is just now starting to ramp up so um but with that you know we will do everything we can to bring you new content each and every week here on tea time 
Uh, I know this is a shorter episode, but I wanted to get something out there. So I really appreciate you guys taking a few minutes out out of your day. Thank you for your patience. Um, I appreciate it. I know Jim does as well. You know, for the ones that look forward to the show, there's a few of you. You know, I, I, I read, I read your emails. I read your messages. And uh, we certainly appreciate your feedback. So with that, uh, please take care of yourselves and and each other. And uh, we'll be back here next week, next Thursday, with a new episode of Tea Time.